Welcome to another episode of Saturday Night Combos. My name's Ashley, and this is my cousin, confidant, and co-host, Reagan. And here we like to discuss things that are going on in the world. And what's going on in our own lives. Nothing is off the table here. So pull up a chair and join us for another Saturday Night Conversation. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Saturday Night Combos. We have a special guest this time. It is probably one of my oldest friends. We rode the bus together for the first time. Um, her name is Rachel. So everybody say hi to Rachel. Um, and yeah. we are having Rachel on because I'm just overwhelmed with how proud I am of her because <laughs> she oh, has just done so much in regards to just achieving what she wants to do. So I'm going to let Rachel kind of explain what she's done and how she's got there and like Oh gosh. <laughs> oh no 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 but right right now you have I want to call it like a market garden, right? So just a little bit, we both grew up in a small rural community and that has kind of, how, how would you say you are invested in the rural community or in the farming community? Yep. Yep. 100%. Uh, as you know, it's (laughs) always with you and you just, it doesn't leave you. Unless, I have I don't know. pictures it, to clear. show it. I mean, you should got pigs and cows in her kitchen. <laughs> yes. Not actual pigs and cows. <laughs> yeah, let's be clear. I, I got pigs and cows around my house I, too. If that's, I'm just saying, the reason I pointed the pigs and cows out is because Rachel loves pigs. Yes. Yes. How many years did I take pigs and cows to our local fair? And I miss those days. Kind of weird not having so much easier back then yes yeah oh boy yeah that's probably like the first step of my journey into this you know those are the simple simple days and then you go off to college and you realize you you have big dreams like I, yeah. I went to college for um graphic design for three mm-hmm. years graduated that and then I did another year uh, getting a graduate certificate in public relations and corporate communications. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought that's where my life was going to be. <laughs> Which I think, right? Like a lot of people who like, cause I grew up in the agricultural community and I, I was always really like, I didn't know where I was going to go. And then it was suggested to me to go to a different route. So Hey, I get it. Yeah. Oh gosh. I still remember when you were thinking about being a paramedic. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm watching Chicago fire right now. So I'm like, I could totally be a paramedic because I've watched so many seasons. I get it. I worried about your mental health. Soon as you got in an accident, I was like, oh gosh, how is this girl going to handle this? Like she has a, I still remember I still remember your dad saying, well, you could probably do it physically. (laughs) I still remember your dad saying that, but I was like, "Eh, do I really want to do it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That, you know what? You thought about it for a bit and then you, uh, you know, you, you go through journeys through your life. (laughs) You do. Absolutely. So you were, so you graduated college and you got into did you get into the corporate world like right away and like like what did you find when you actually put the skills that you learned to use what did you find out about yourself what was that I would have graduated the the public relations in 2016 Mm -hmm. and actually I I did a co-op with Western University, which was like, great. I loved that. I was doing more graphic design and advertisement material for them. And that went to, what is it? I, I went from January, then they kept me on for the summer, which was like 
that was extra. That was a bonus. Mm -hmm. Love that experience. But then of course, like any college kid and getting out there in the world, I was working retail. Mm. So that was kind of getting me by. And I had a few duds uh, finding work in the graphic design and communications industry. And I, Mm -hmm. I mean, literally a few duds. Mm -hmm. And so back and forth to retail, um, gaining skills, like I got a lot of like good qualifications behind me on my resume, which like, still follow me. Like I um, got I ended up getting a really, really good job. in um, it's like maybe the second largest packaging company in the world. Oh, wow. Out of London, Ontario, like their little section I was working with, their little mm-hmm. agency. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I won't say who it is, just for privacy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but absolutely. They with, yeah, they, they worked with very well-known clients, which, like, let alone me getting mm-hmm. interviewed for this, like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, like, how can you say no to, like, this opportunity, like, you almost have um, like imposers, imposter syndrome. Like, am I good enough for this? Like, are my skills good enough? Like, I know in almost that? every interview I've had, I've been like, are my skills yep. transferable? Yes. Yeah, that is exactly what I went through. And so I think I was hired in February of, uh, and it was like 2018. Mm-hmm. But, uh, pretty much my entire time of employment there, I had imposter syndrome the whole time. Like I thought after three months of being hired, okay, this feeling of like imposter syndrome, like um, the feeling of uneasiness and anxiety. Oh, so much anxiety. Mm -hmm. I thought that would lessen, which parts of it did. And, um, again, amazing place. Like I saw great people. I worked with amazing people who were passionate about these designs Mm -hmm. in this corporate world, but I was scared. And Mm -hmm. honestly, like agriculture, my little heart, I think always wanted to do graphic design for agriculture Mm -hmm. because that's where my heart. That's where your roots are. Yeah. And that's something that you talked about a lot, like just in terms of your own like comfortability and like, I don't know, it's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I won't, I don't want to drag it out too much longer, but essentially um, I'm going to promote mental health here too. Mm -hmm. Uh, I went through like a few months of therapy and social work and counseling, let's say, because um, like I said, I went through a few duds of other jobs in the mm-hmm. same industry before. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, like, you know, sometimes you have good counselors and sometimes you have not so good matches. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. Finally, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I finally got a good one. And instead of making me feel bad about, oh, maybe I'm not working hard enough and the reasons why I'm not liking this job that like I had benefits I had like a salary like that's the goal right that's That's the goal that's that's what you're supposed to work towards right yeah and you know what I think that's really depressing for our generation (laughs) yes 100% and that's why so many people our age are doing exactly what you're doing yeah right yeah yeah, it's it, like this was a big pivotal part of my journey. That job, like again, I hated it because I felt like was there something wrong with me? Like I hemmed and hawed for at least six months mm-hmm. to quit this job. Mm-hmm. And so this has always been my way of functioning. I research and I'm thinking ahead, even though I'm suffering in this moment and going through like a great deal of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I actually, with my counselor, started looking at what, what did I want to do with my future? Mm-hmm. So I researched, um, my parents are up in uh, Peterborough area, Peterborough, Ontario. Mm-hmm. And Fleming College is up here. And I remembered before there was like an agricultural program. And part of me always felt like, okay, like, 
if you want to get back into agriculture, like you need to have some education behind you, like Mm -hmm. small little regrets of um, like not going to Guelph University, Ridgetown College, like highly agricultural places. Mm -hmm. It's like those kids, those kids that go there, they're devoted to agriculture. Mm -hmm. But again, agriculture can look different, right? Like agriculture sustainability, like that's you know what? It's, it's education all in its own sense. So I think you should be proud of yourself that you have the education background. Thank you. Yeah. It was like, I didn't need that education, but I will say like, again, that was like a huge part of why I'm running a market garden today. Cause pretty much I ended up quitting that job. So Let's just, what, I'm just curious, what was kind of your breaking yeah. point? Was your breaking point, you know, working with your counselor and figuring out what you actually wanted to do? Or was there another component there? Um, yeah, the counselor was like a big pivotal part because like she helped me feel not ashamed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also learn how to deal with my, my work anxiety. I have a lot of work anxiety from those days mm-hmm. and still a little PTSD if we want to put it that way too yeah but um so just trying to backtrack here uh so with her like she allowed me to kind of like figuratively dream like what did I want to do so for me my family has always been like my connection to agriculture too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I knew I needed to be with my family so she kind of helped me like I, I knew that all along. She didn't help me realize that, but she helped me like acknowledge it more. Yeah. And mm-hmm. be comfortable with pursuing that path. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. between her and then I just, there was no, like, as they call it, spark of joy at this place. Like there was excitement, lots mm-hmm. of excitement, lots of timelines, <laughs> lots of like big amazing energy like you guys have seen these designs out there I can't say like what they are yeah, of course yeah. but like that was there, cool. th- there was lots of like good things but there wasn't like an overall like this is why I do it like this is it this didn't is why build I, you yeah yeah yes yeah it wasn't sorry I had to let my cat in there um <laughs> I don't uh yeah it wasn't sparking joy for me like it wasn't fulfilling and oh I still remember being so nervous to go to my boss and tell them that and this fun fact um me and another guy both uh, put in our notice that day he went right before me and I was like well (laughs) darn it like (laughs) here I am like already having enough anxiety built up for months and then this guy goes in before me and I'm like are you kidding me you're like thanks so much (laughs) thanks for stealing my thunder (laughs) yes oh gosh like they expected me to be there for like five plus years and I'm like I think it was really sad like I went from like I can do it for five years yeah like this would be great and then it went down to like three years okay, maybe two years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't even think I can last one year, which it was one year, like yeah. one pivotal year gave me the opportunity to figure out with my counselor, like, okay, I'm moving back with my family, mm-hmm. which was like four hours away, it, which was fine. I followed them. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, they can't get rid of me. Poor mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> But I went and moved back up with them. I ended up the following September. Yeah, September 2020. Or no. 2019. (laughs) Yeah, 2019. I went for the one-year graduate certificate in uh, Fleming Sustainable Agriculture program. Nice. Nice. So I'm sure like... Ashley has me on Instagram and if you see me on there too, Regan, like pictures, the pictures I was pumping out of like all the fun things that we were doing in like our class field trips and like we went to a pig farm, we went to like a 20 acre market garden farm and Mm -hmm. just that's like 
the energy I wanted. Like I, it didn't feel anxiety inducing. Yeah. yeah. All the other stuff. Like, of course there are really stressful bits of farming, like without a doubt, <laughs> but it felt right. Mm-hmm. To an aspect like you're always questioning yourself that's just something I've always done and I think we all do it but oh a hundred percent but I think you have to just just find that place and that energy and what's right for you and at least mm-hmm. all of those skills that you've learned you know you have a very you know you do a lot of Instagram posts you do a lot of social media posts they're adaptable yes yes that's what I'm I'm taking from this and like I still like you say I'm putting it towards my marketing like I I have aspects of marketing knowledge that really help and uh, I'm actually very customer customer relations driven which is why I took the one program like I um, Mm -hmm. I, I like talking to the people like I've always worked in retail like I like connecting with people and again like food Food is connecting. Um, I talked about going to the fairs when we were younger and taking animals and, you know, you do projects like, a, oh gosh, baking pies or something like that. And it's yeah. fun to share your process of how you did those projects. You raised those animals, you grew that biggest zucchini mm-hmm. and like, I liked that. So like that right now, I'm just seeing that starting to come back as I um, start my first year of this market garden, which is um, I, I took our our name from down south. We had a dairy farm growing up, same mm-hmm. as you, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so now it's Harcliff Farms North because we've moved to uh nor more north in Ontario for us. <laughs> yeah, because mm-hmm. we were very south, <laughs> about as yes. south as you can go. Uh, maybe this is controversial, but yeah, the armpit of Ontario. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it before, people. I have. <laughs> I know. You know what? That's not something I've heard. So that's that's new. What you never? Yeah, I'm so sorry <laughs> to it's your okay. listeners, but <laughs> you've never heard of that, Ashley. No, I haven't. Come on. Yeah, London and so I'm just chilling in the armpit of Ontario. See, I call Windsor the armpit of Canada. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Like I hey, no hate on Windsor. I'm just stating facts of like Oh no, no, there's no hate. But (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so your market garden. So how how did you like out of your uh, graduate program or gra- um, how did you choose to like move forward with a market garden? Like, how was that your inspiration? Yeah. Okay. Really good question. Cause um, funny enough, I've always wanted to get into livestock. <laughs> livestock is just something I always know. It will always be part of me. Um, and that's, something I was looking for in the program had a summer co-op okay you had to do 580 hours oh wow so that's a lot of hours summer yes yes it was (laughs) and let me tell you with COVID being a big factor last year that really threw a lot of us students off Mm -hmm. so um to end the program Uh, we all start looking for these co-ops. And for me, um, I was trying to be as local as possible because again, I just got back with my family. I didn't really feel the opportunity of going elsewhere in the province or elsewhere in Canada was what best suited me at the moment. Mm -hmm. And if I'm settling here, I want to know the garden, the market gardens up here. I want to know the market in general. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I, uh, I was supposed to have a co-op with one market gardener close by and then COVID hit. And so things got a little messed up for me, but I was very, very lucky. Um, I'm so happy for this opportunity, but I ended up doing my co-op with Kawartha Lake Cities uh, United Way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
but that was a fantastic opportunity yes yeah it again I have the I always have the fear of um you know what, what do you call it imposter syndrome again and uh Thankfully, these people were very welcoming, very nice, considering I went through that very stressful job situation before. But the one guy, I call him my mentor. Um, this fellow's name is Rick, and he was uh, what they call our program technician at Fleming College. So he helped do a lot of like the, um, the machinery work, the planning in this garden, and I worked beneath him he taught me pretty much everything I learned in that summer co-op. And now I'm actually using that in my own market garden. Wow. So yeah, it was a lot of learning experience. Like I have a lot of um, knowledge on the growing of the actual plants. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of this stuff, like, I think we donated 12,000 pounds of produce last year. Wow. That's amazing. They want, yeah, it was, oh, it was like a great success for them. I was really happy to be with them and helping them succeed. Cause that all went to families and individuals in need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like in a world, especially in COVID again, mm-hmm. um, it's honestly like, it was needed like people needed mm-hmm. that food last year so bad yeah so um yeah a lot of like again it went back to customer relations in a way too like good image with the public right you're helping the people and you're mm-hmm. growing for the community so segueing that um i didn't know if i was going to do market gardening after my co-op Okay. I actually don't have the land up here. I didn't. I should clarify that. <laughs> we live on like two acres up in like a very forested area here. Mm-hmm. So it's not ideal for starting a market garden. Okay. Now, Can, sorry. <laughs> sorry to stop you. Yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm listening to this. <laughs> Can you give me like a definition of a market garden? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Okay, please, market gardeners, don't like attack me if I'm screwing this up. But, so a market garden mostly focuses on uh, vegetable produce. Okay, so, so and you're 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 growing these and you're selling them at like a local farmers market. So you can, so okay. you can pick the avenues in the markets of how you want to sell them. So this is something we learned in school: is either you have to do your research is there a spot for you at a local market in the the neighboring cities neighboring towns do you want to just do farm gate sales so like set up right at the end of your driveway mm-hmm. okay to me that was the most appealing idea of selling vegetables because mm-hmm. um something i want to clarify to any of your listeners if somebody just wants to go out and start a market garden <laughs> don't assume you will just be able to get into the market scene. Like it's super competitive, especially now with everybody being into gardening. Mm-hmm. Like everybody thinks they're a gardener. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but like literally I could go put a fruit stand or fruit stand up and like hope that I sell stuff, but I yeah. might not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you uh... like your, your prices have to be competitive because I literally used to drive down like three streets to be able to buy vegetables for uh, cucumbers for like three for a dollar. Yes. I don't anymore because that fruit stand's not there anymore, but no, oh, no, that's, that's very interesting. Yeah. Market gardening was not my end game goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to think in the, the timeline. So I think Again, my contract got extended twice with United Way. Again, really great people. Like I have nothing but good things to say about them and the efforts that they're doing to feed people. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, they extended your contract twice. So obviously they like you. Yes. Yes. You know, that was like a slight confidence boost. to <laughs> knowing I, I am a good worker. <laughs> I'm not crazy. So, I'm yeah. I, I'm in the right field. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They were like, again, 
I, I needed that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they, um, they gave me a lot of knowledge, a lot of skills. And so my, I live with my parents and, you know, my parents, I have to give them so much credit. Like they have always supported everything that I wanted to do career wise. Like my parents have never like put down any of my ideas, maybe like sometimes, you know, like (laughs) realistically (laughs) your parents are looking out for you, but my dad, um, you know, he puts feelers out. He was like a president of the Ontario Federation of Agriculture. And he's kind of like me. He likes dealing with the public and talking to people. So um, we had a gentleman we knew, um, we do business with him. And my dad just kind of jokingly put it out there around like October, kind of when I was like, just ending with United Way, like, Mm -hmm. hey, if you know any land, like anybody's selling or or like renting my daughter's looking to get started into like sustainable agriculture and maybe start her own market garden. Mm-hmm. And so lo and behold, this guy, he um, bought property out in a town called Ennismore. It's very tiny up here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's, it's about like 30 to 20 minutes West of Peterborough. Okay. So, um, he had me and my family come out, walk his property. It's about like 40 something acres. His home is on there with his family. Mm-hmm. And so this was just for fun. Just like, okay, like this guy heard I want some land. He's just walking us around. It's very close to like a water source. It's got a pond. It's like right next to the lake almost. You, mm-hmm. I can hear the loons in the morning that is like probably one of the wow. coolest things wow <laughs> getting ahead of myself here mm-hmm. we um walked around his property we were looking at the dirt like you know because you got to know if things can grow and so by the end of like this hour-long meeting he's like so what do you think and it's like well it's like it's amazing like I don't know I'm I'm game for it and he's like okay well uh it's yours it's like what (laughs) he's like well it's a blank canvas like why don't you uh why don't you come up with like a three-year plan for me and uh we'll go from there but yeah wow wow so yeah that was i think october i think it was Mm -hmm. So literally we got the go on this and then it was like hit the ground running because honestly we should have had ground prepped last year. Mm -hmm. We have started our market garden this year. Like we broke dirt in, oh gosh, was it May? It was a really wet year. I think we were waiting for snow to go away forever up here. Yeah. But um, like we were using, it's called black silo tarping, actually. We were trying to suppress and kill grass and weeds. Yeah. So like I kind of documented the process on my Instagram a bit and kind of showed like what difference it made. But uh, yeah, once we got the go ahead from this gentleman, he just let us have at her. And right now we're we're maybe farming like a quarter of an acre, maybe half an acre, but um, to give like another insight on market gardening, there is uh, a farmer up in Quebec. I think it's uh, Jean-Martin Fortier. I, uh, <laughs> I think. You have like name, links sure. in the market gardening community now too. Like, Oh, the knowledge oh. you have, I'm just like, <sighs> It's a lot. It's mind blowing. (laughs) It's still not enough. (laughs) No, but you'll gain it. Yes. Yeah. It's, um, I remember a teacher always saying this, like she was my livestock teacher, Katie Baxter. Hope it's okay that I said your name, Katie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) she always said you need connections in farming. Like, yeah, actually, again, I'll resort back to mental health, but she's like, that's a big reason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 100%. Um, 
yeah, like I know your dad has a buddy. He can uh, talk back and forth with too in farming and all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. Like you just need other people to connect with like Mm -hmm. farming and not farming too, honestly. Like Mm -hmm. you just need to have somebody listen to what you're going through. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah Yeah. that sounds like an amazing like opportunity like he's just like have at it like do do your damage yeah that's it exactly (laughs) i am constantly worried again we just met up with this guy mike is his name um and we just saw him like a couple days ago and was talking with us about the garden and he's like yeah literally do what you want do what you need and I'm like what no like are you sure like can I put a flower garden there and he's like yeah like I don't care do it that's (laughs) he's giving you the space though to establish yourself and to grow and to test those boundaries without having you know to worry about making making a payment on three acres of land yeah a mortgage payment or something like that right like that's an amazing opportunity to just not have like just have unlimited unlimited downtime we we have agreements between us about the use of the land and like the future over these three years but yeah he is he's a blessing to me right now him and his wife yeah yeah um yeah and it's just it's wild because I still again it's their property Mm -hmm. and it's that fine line of like you want to keep good relationships with your partner oh 100 percent yeah yeah so I just um, I I I think the the ability to be able to culture culture (laughs) uh those skills is huge right I totally thought you were doing it on your parents land (laughs) oh yes and I was kind of like I thought it was really wooded (laughs) I did not yeah um but no that's amazing that is Mm -hmm. yeah uh, there's so many good people out there (laughs) yes yeah Mike and Marcy like credit to you for helping a young farmer in their dreams because like there's a lot of us out there I want to put that out there like I don't take this opportunity for granted because I went to school with other young farmers and I have friends out in Ottawa in Quebec and Clarington in Kingston and they're all like constantly sharing Facebook updates with each other like we're in a message group and it's just like hey there's land available up in like northern Quebec and it's it's only this amount of money and gosh wouldn't it be a dream to like have a hobby farm so (laughs) we all geek out together on this stuff it's hilarious but (laughs) we have dreams people (laughs) so yeah it's it's an interesting though um (laughs) like the way that millennials are taking farming is it's it's in because I mean you think of farms and you think of like your parents farm or your grandparents farm right but millennials are totally putting a new spin on that and Mm -hmm. it's so neat and what you're doing I mean you're doing exactly that you're putting a new spin on it right and that's it yeah like um I want to clarify like I come from that type of farming you're talking about Reagan like very traditional old conventional farming like Mm -hmm. you have square plots of land you Mm -hmm. may have big mono crops like you're doing corn or wheat on large scale which I still appreciate that type of farming Mm -hmm. but it was interesting in the sustainable agriculture program like getting those um the different the different viewpoints yeah, because like I, I will admit, like uh the program coordinators and some some of the teachers like very different ways of thinking, which is good. I think that's what that program needs on the sustainable side. But for me, it was like trying to find that balance of okay, I'm still using traditional views and methods, 
but it is my responsibility to sustainably farm now like there's like we got to be careful with the the pesticides and how much resources we're using and even stuff like our our packaging like plastic and stuff like we yeah. have to be mindful of that so something that stuck with me that my program coordinator always said is maybe we need to focus on feeding our community sometimes versus the world mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which again i do not want to diminish farmers who uh do larger monocrops because that's where i come from like mm -hmm. i respect that but i think there's a shift coming mm -hmm. and um it's going to be interesting because there's a lot of us little guys like me, I'm farming under five acres and I'm not planning on feeding like beyond my community. Like that's not my goal for the future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, we kind of touched on this earlier, Reagan, you were asking what CSA boxes were. So yeah. they're either called um, community shared agriculture boxes or community supported agriculture food boxes okay essentially give money to your farmer at the beginning of the season mm -hmm. and pay for pretty much a share of the produce over the growing season so okay. you are investing locally you are investing in the farmer who's growing your produce you know where it's coming from mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I think that concept is cool like mm -hmm. even if we took that in like meat Cause I know that's a big thing with like vegans and vegetarians, like mm -hmm. uh, not that your opinion on that, <laughs> that way, Ashley, I know you're a vegetarian. No, 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 no. But I love CSAs. Like the agency I used to work for had a CSA program. So I'm a really big advocate for CSAs and of community supported agriculture and knowing the where your food comes from so that's why I I love what you're doing I try and support local as much as I can because let's be honest when you go to the grocery store you have no idea where yeah. that like, um vegetable or fruit came from well I'm curious about this bragging because like you didn't grow up on a farm but you two were cousins like mm -hmm. how does that feel to you as a consumer like like do you appreciate like because you know Ashley and like her family's uh, milking cows do you think you like appreciate the food a little bit more like I'm just kind of curious I I do I definitely know where my food comes from and if I hadn't had that connection I would be like every other kid growing up in a city who thinks their food comes from a grocery store and chocolate um, milk crumbs from chocolate cows. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yes, absolutely. I am much more. I, I'm much more aware of where my food comes from. I'm much more appreciative. I do. I do just go to the grocery store because it's oh, close yeah. and it's easy and, and it's right? and it's also what's available. Exactly. Right? Like yeah. exactly. And um, this is not like demeaning anybody that just goes to the grocery store like we we no. go to what's available and that's th yeah that is now, what it is. when I when I do go especially this time of the year you can get like Ontario growing fruits and vegetables right yeah so I definitely keep my eye out for that um but yeah no it it does it has given me a more of an appreciation yeah okay that's that's awesome to hear like because it's um it's something that weighs on my mind too. Like we're talking about uh, what's close to you. Like, obviously when I was a college kid, like I went to the cheapest grocery store. Mm -hmm. I got the cheapest, nicest looking produce I could get. But uh, that's something I have to think about too, as the, the marketer um, <laughs> trying to come up with prices, but stay competitive and not undermine other farmers up here. Like, Oh gosh, I'm, researching constantly but like I'm not trying to gouge the customer either because mm -hmm. it's oh it's a fine line of I worked hard to create this for you but I also don't want you to feel like you're paying an arm and a leg for a yeah. tiny zucchini yeah 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 but, no I yeah. think your your concept's really really neat though and the fact that we want to know where our food comes from I mean 
that is the trend today, right? Everybody mm-hmm. wants to know where their food comes from. Yeah. And I think it put a lot of people's minds at ease if they got invested a little bit more into stuff like CSAs, like a lot of market gardens um, and other platforms are banding together to distribute food now. So you know where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. A lot of like the virtual approach I think people are going after right now. Um, So you still know that farmer and maybe they're dropping off the food right at your door instead of you feeling like I can't go out there like mm-hmm. yeah. again there's like a f- food boxes and yeah. I'm trying to remember all the big names but like they're out there but mm-hmm. they're also gathering from the bigger guys the bigger distributors so right. mm-hmm. keep in mind yeah so what are you, so your long-term goals with this sorry Ashley did you have no, no, no. So, but you did say you're long-term, long-term you want to be under five acres, right? Like you don't want to be over that. Um, yeah, ideally, like if I could have five working acres at, at most. Which is still um, a lot. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, like I was saying before that Jean Forte Martin, he has five acres and under. And he has a family that he provides for off of that. Like they have no off-farm job. They have like a hundred CSA share operation going on, which mind you, that is quite intensive. Mm-hmm. He has summer students, a lot of, not a lot of people, but people working for them, which I think that would be a bit of a goal. But there, um, for me, again, I wouldn't mind getting into animals. There's a lot of operations up here that are like artisan chickens, they call it. Oh, so it's a funny regulation. Like you can only have 500 chickens before you have to start paying for what's called quota. So that's getting into like egg shares and, and money. Mm-hmm. Dairy has quota as well. Mm-hmm. It's a very complicated process and takes money, but artisan chicken producers like uh, whether I think it's mostly um, cooking chickens, they have different regulations. So I think they oh, okay. over the 500 mark. So that's something that would be cool to get into. And there's a farm I really, really love. They do that and they have free range pigs. Again, pigs are <laughs> my favorite animal. <laughs> they again have a different approach like they're and then you could use the 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 uh pig um whatever you want to call the pig poop (laughs) as oh it could be a whole cycle for the garden oh there you go I'm I'm just I'm just picturing it now come join me ladies come on we'll we'll garden (laughs) together (laughs) Regan will be right in that perfect for me Regan (laughs) Yeah. I can weed. We okay. We'll take <laughs> weed helpers, rock pickers. That's always a big one. Oh god. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. many memories of picking up rocks. Oh, every farm kid's nightmare. Oh like, yeah. Did they make you do that, Reagan, when you had to come down? And I don't think she ever got oh. to partake in that joy. Wow, you lucky child. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that's why I have so many back issues. Yes. Yeah, walking over those rocky grounds and just picking them up. Yeah. Don't miss those days, but now I'm doing it again. So, <laughs> well, at least you only have half an acre right now that you have to worry about and you don't have to think about. Yeah. You know, 40 acres. 50 yeah 100 (laughs) it's yeah I think 20 acres is really intensive for a market garden Mm. there is somebody up here I know who is doing that we actually had a farm field trip out there and holy smokes is that a beautiful operation but that's pushing it for me (laughs) (laughs) no that's a lot though like that's yeah they hire um summer students summer students and um the immigrant workers they do have some of them come so credit 
to those amazing workers because they can work circles around us Canadians. So <laughs> just to clarify, like we really appreciate their help in our industry too. So yeah, that's yeah. something to keep in mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know what would be like, have you had any challenges or struggles in starting your market garden? Like I know like having that three-year plan with the owners of the property has been like a huge, like that's the reason you have your market garden. Um, but like, have there been any other struggles or challenges other than the weather? Because we're currently <laughs> on like our seventh day of rain here in yes. the armpit of Ontario. <laughs> Sigling. <laughs> yes. It's uh yeah. Weather is always an issue. We went from, uh, super dry once we could finally start planting in May that I would say that was our first struggle because we didn't have the ground worked up yet okay couldn't get in the ground till May which kind of worked out in theory for me because that was the same as what I went through last year at United Way so that gave me a good knowledge of like, okay, I'm probably going to have beans ready about the same time as they did last year. Mm-hmm. Mind you, now we're going through a really, really rainy season. Um, some Another struggle for us has been water. We had, we have water available to us on the property. We have a pond that we can source from, but <laughs> my poor father credit to his soul in his farmer initiative um what is it sprinklers hosing uh pumps we've been through at least three water pumps and we finally we had to invest that's another thing too learning where to invest um we have invested into some farm equipment which down the line that's really going to help us out. Some we will pay off in the long haul. We're hoping <laughs> when we make the money back, we, we'll I'll be soon again. <laughs> no, we we're, we're learning. And it's something I've seen in other farm operations too. Um, that Sean Martin, again, I will source back to him or reference back to him. He has a wonderful book I've looked to and the first year, the first year is where you're spending a lot of money. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And eventually CSAs that can help give you some money up front towards say starting seeds Mm -hmm. that again, I think next year I'm going to try and do that right now. We're just getting notice. Uh, Marketing is another side of things. I'm new and we have our one location we're selling at a farm stand at our location up in Buckhorn here Mm -hmm. and hopefully we'll get enough produce to start selling right from the the market garden area too in Annismore um baby steps at the moment Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um it's getting people to notice us and that's why I'm doing a lot of Instagram posts and trying to make us stand out to customers that will hopefully come back and maybe invest in those CSA food boxes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So trying to figure out, like we're doing an honor system, what it's called up here, where you guys would be very familiar with it. You just leaving the, the can or leaving it yeah. and having the produce. Yeah. And like, we take precautions. Like we have a little video camera in case just to like keep an eye on things but um it's seeing what people are also interested in like we opened our farm stand up the first weekend after Canada Day of course lots of people are up here we're in cottage country Kawartha Peterborough area and there was a lot of more people a lot more interest last weekend a lot slower a lot more of our products did not move as much and Mm -hmm. trying to come up with prices and some things we tried to do a fast fast sale on so maybe like a two for one on tomatoes or something or just so these 
food items don't spoil. And I think that's a big thing too, realizing you have very tight deadlines and timelines mm-hmm. of, I had bok choy. That was actually my very first crop that I was able to sell. But right away, it started to bolt and go to flower and seed. And it's like, oh no, oh dear, what do I do with this? Like mm-hmm. people, hopefully you'll still buy it. So insects, insects are another thing that we're really battling at the moment. Uh, we are trying to do as much organic practices, mm-hmm. even though we're not organic certified, nor is that a specific goal for me? It, it takes a lot to get that certification. And yeah. It's like seven years, and- right? Like it's. Yes. Yeah. And that's However, just, it's, um- it's a good thing. Like. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing I want to stress me and a lot of like my friends from the, the ag program starting out, like we're doing organic practices. Like, please don't think like your vegetables are going through a lot of care right now. So, Mm -hmm. but if you see some like bug bites in your radish leaves or like, uh, I'm trying to think radish leaves were my big one right now (laughs) in the bok choy. Mm-hmm. don't be afraid a bug bite is not going to change the quality of the the taste mm-hmm. of your product mm-hmm. so yeah we're we currently were spraying this morning with a, just a simple uh soap solution which mm-hmm. was just um I'm trying to think I think it was cooking oil so again something safe totally just the consumer and uh dawn dish soap oh wow so, yeah yeah, that's that, actually a big thing. That dish soap, it works miracles. It's used oh. for everything. <laughs> yes. Bless Dawn. Bless <laughs> so that in uh, something called diatomaceous earth. I swear I will market this till the day I die. Oh, it's, where have I heard about that? Diatomaceous earth. It's something so simple. All it is is um, fossilized uh, sea. Oh, okay. Uh, what do you call it? Like, yeah, fossilized sea creatures. And it looks like chalk, ground up chalk. And it just makes it very uncomfortable for bugs to crawl on your plants. Like it gets in their exoskeletons and it's like little shards of rocks mm-hmm. digging at mm. them. My sister might've said something to me. She likes plants. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, again, right. Like the first year is typically, you know, you're learning, even though you have like a huge knowledge base, like you're still like, it's your own. So you're still figuring things out. Yeah. But again. Yeah. Our common, we use a lot of comforting phrases and words. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to our tranquil places. Yes. Mine is the garden, but it's also my stressful place too. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, we, <laughs> we try to give ourselves a break and tell each other, like me and my dad, this is our first year. It's our first experimenting year. And again, I have a friend up near Quebec, Ottawa border. It's his first year. Like I know he has struggles going on. And I've been very fortunate. There's another girl around my age. She is doing the exact same thing up here in Bob Cajun. Um, she is at the same level as us. So it, we're kind of holding each other's hands right now. Mm-hmm. We're all just mm-hmm. like, we're going to be okay. Like you're mm-hmm. doing great. Like she's opening her stand up this weekend and she's actually selling some of her cabbage because we have an abundance of that right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) farmers helping farmers like that's another big thing you Mm got to keep on like helping each other Mm -hmm. so that's that's my focus right now just like don't be hard on yourselves like that's what we're all telling each other honestly Mm -hmm. um I'm just trying to find pigeon lake permaculture that's that's my other friend Sarah she's up in Bob Cajun and so we're we're kind of working together too just to- awesome it's awesome yeah. that you have just 
aid, the support. You're working with your dad, which is awesome. Yeah. He would have so much knowledge. And B, that you've just formed this little community. Yeah. And you're just, you're supporting each other and you're getting each other through. Like, that is amazing. And, like, you're just, you know, there's going to be struggles. You just got to, you know, tranquil place, tranquil place. Work through those struggles and realize that, you know, after we got through this year, we made it. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, we worked through those struggles. We like had some, had some laughs because you got to laugh through those. And then, yeah. you know, we're, you know, look what we learned and then apply it to next year because yeah. that I don't is know what I'm doing constantly. I told uh, Sarah, the, the friend I was just talking about, I don't know about you, but everything going into my head right now I am trying to record it for next year so Mm -hmm. that's yep that's a big thing happening right now (laughs) Mm -hmm. so you'll get through this like growing season so when does your like when does your season end so my aim is for Thanksgiving weekend is probably going to be my last weekend of operation Mm -hmm. Uh, right now we have pumpkins and squash Mm-hmm. and some late sweet corn mm-hmm. I think okay. we're probably going to end on mm-hmm. and then and what and then what what do you do over the like winter um to like prepare for next year so a big thing will be ordering seeds like I will have seeds ordered hopefully by January like there was shortages already this year it was just a mad dash for seeds mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, some places like Mackenzie seeds were not in stock and I had to wait for things and it was a little worrying. <laughs> <laughs> so seeds, um, planning what they call like your crop rotation. So I think the first year having stuff in the ground has given me a good idea of how I'm going to rotate my crops like for me, something again, I learned in school, like you have heavy feeders such as cabbages and broccoli and tomatoes. So maybe you want in the spot they were planted next year, mm-hmm. um, or sorry, where they're planted now, next year I have beans and peas going in, which will add back the nutrients or nitrogen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nutrients though. And also certain things, such as like marigolds, I'm trying to intercrop plant with tomatoes because apparently they have um, really good, uh, they're really good at repelling and uh, getting rid of like nematodes. That's what my mom always said. That's yeah. what my mom always said, yeah. Oh, yep. See, I it's d- a common thing then. Yeah. I did not know that. That is, I, I've heard of nematodes though. So that's very interesting. Yes, I if there's one thing I really need to do, I need to look up those interesting facts. That's mm-hmm. something I really could like expand my knowledge on. I know how to plant things and put it in the ground, but I think my pests and just the extra little natural ways of keeping the plants going, that's that's a next step for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you so, also know how to yeah. water them because you're growing stuff. So <laughs> Yes. Yeah. If anybody wants to see, there's true proof on my Instagram and Facebook. It, things are alive so far. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're doing good. I'm, I'm really happy. It's funny because my dad, he's never done a market garden on this large scale. Fun fact, him and my mom, that, that's one of the things they bonded over when they first met each other. Super cute. The gardening. <laughs> yeah. It's something well, they, they've always they always, they always had like a, a pretty decent sized garden. Yeah. Didn't they? yeah. Yeah. Mom, she is a canner and freezes stuff. Yeah. So every year salsa, we try to do sweet corn. So again, another thing like integrated into my just second nature, I guess. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for dad, he wasn't in the garden with me doing my co-op last year. So Again, I'm reassuring him a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Just this morning, we did our first harvest of beans, which, woo, very exciting. <laughs> um, he was saying to me, though, he's just like, I, I didn't expect these to, 
to come back so well. Like when they first started, they didn't look so good. <laughs> like, yeah, Dad, like you got to give them a little time. Like they're, they're bouncing back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's got a lot of knowledge and experience too. And so does my mom. So like, I have to also take their experience and realize, okay, wait a second. Like, yes, maybe the way the beans were looking before, maybe that was concerning. Like, I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we all help each other. Mom helps with like the marketing side of things too, for our stand, which is good. And we put my brother to work up here too, when he can. So that's awesome. That's so yeah. neat. That's so yeah. neat. <laughs> Just to like close it, what's one piece of advice you would give to somebody that like has a goal or a dream and they're just like, oh, so much work because obviously this has been not a time suck, but this has been a lot of work for you. And like, but you have a, this is, this is something that you're invested in. So what is one piece, just one piece of advice you'd give somebody? Just one just one (laughs) just one Ashley come on okay or two okay I have it kind of hand in hand um one no matter what it is you want to do I see friends for example somebody's getting into crafting I always knew that was their thing yeah do it do it no matter how large scale I know money is a big factor for us right now in our generation Mm -hmm. do it I don't care what level you're doing it on Mm -hmm. (laughs) practice it every day or if you're really good and you like working with people go volunteer like Mm -hmm. if that's your thing do that whether you like even you just have one hour that week also this is my second part because this has been a big thing for me and you need to have people who support you mentally and if there's other ways they support you great Mm -hmm. (laughs) but Mm -hmm. mentally like so do the thing no matter how small it is to start if it gives you a little bit of joy do it like Mm -hmm. I am a firm believer like you got to do your thing that makes you happy or brings you peace Mm -hmm. even if it's just like something you do part-time and then maybe you can pursue it fully later Mm -hmm. and then if people are not supporting you in those things, like maybe sometimes if your dream is a little out there, maybe it's questionable, but no, have the supporters, like just listening to you guys. Like it's very nice and um, it uplifts, it uplifts your soul. Mm -hmm. And I've had a lot of really good friends that Mm -hmm. are cheering me on. And even just the comments on posts, like I don't need to hear it all the time, but boy, does it give you a little bit of, like joy when you get yeah. that mm-hmm. so do it and make sure you know where your supporters are and have them in your corner amen no. yeah I don't know I think that's beautiful I love how you ended that and I <laughs> so much appreciate because I think all of us have you know to really find that thing that just drives you just motivates you and to have those people behind you that are empowering you to do it. I think we all need that. So I don't know. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I don't know. Yeah, no, I I really enjoyed hearing what you're up to, Rachel. And we will have to have you back on the podcast because (laughs) I just, just, I love your energy. You're so wonderful. (laughs) And it's just been a joy to listen to you. Well, you guys have met before. Yeah. We have, so, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, quite a few times, and so, Reagan's always constantly, uh, you know, saying like down there in the sticks. And I'm well, like, you it's not the, the sticks, sticks, actually. You live no. in the sticks. Honestly, guys, this has been great. Like, I think this is amazing what you guys are doing too. So this is well. You know what? It's honor. a time for us to connect, and then it's also like, I, you know what? You know what's funny is I was constantly telling to people like let's start a podcast and then like Reagan was the one that was like let's actually do it and yeah so (laughs) now we're almost at 30 episodes so yeah (laughs) now Rachel if people want to learn more about your uh market 
operation. I'm sorry, I forget the name. Your market <laughs> stand and um, want to see what you're up to. Um, where can they find you on the Instagram and social media and all that good stuff? Yep. So we're on both Facebook and Instagram. So our name is Heartcliff Farms North. So it's essentially the names Harvey and Clifford, both my great grandfather and uh, my grandpa. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So again, connects back to family, but yeah, yeah, it's just spelled H-A-R-C-I- L. Oh my gosh! Did I just E L I F S? We will link it in the description yeah. below, and uh, also tag you oh. in our social media posts when this goes live, so people can yes. check you out. Yeah, yeah, Instagram and Facebook, we're on there, and yeah, I'm trying to post at least a couple times a week, especially right now in growing season. So mm-hmm. yeah, cool. and yeah, just go support your local farmers, guys, and. Yeah. We're out there. We're growing for you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much Rach, for coming on. This has been like, I'm not going to lie, probably one of my favorite episodes just because you bring Aww. so much great energy and it has been, we've been talking about catching up for a while. <laughs> oh yeah. How long? I don't year? know. It's, <laughs> it's been a while. Um, and I've been like, I should come out to Peterborough. And that hasn't happened. But mostly. Well, you know what? COVID. If we podcast again, we might just have to hop in a vehicle and actually oh go my God, actually, that, would be, that, that would be so much fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'd love that. Just uh, come on. Road out trip. To garden, to, we'll do it there. Road trip to Peterborough. <laughs> um, okay. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, check out rachel's uh farm instagram and her own instagram she is fantastic and we will talk to you guys next time have a great day